From the Haunted Attraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is our weekly episode of Green Tagged Theme Park in 30. Green Tagged covers the top theme park news from each week, and we discuss why that's important for you. Coming up on this episode, we'll talk about Disney versus Florida, the dissolution of CNN Plus, and the latest acquisition from RWS. All that and more coming up on this episode of Green Tagged. Remember that if you want haunt-specific programming, you can check back in our feed tomorrow for our regular haunt programming. And of course, you can browse our library of over 700 episodes covering everything in the industry on our website. From our studios in Los Angeles and Tampa, this is Green Tagged Theme Park in 30. I'm Philip, one of your co-hosts from Gantt Mining Controls and the Iron Trashion Network. And I'm Scott Swenson from Scott Swenson Creative Development and uh, several other places around the country. I don't know what that means, but anyway, um, no, right now I'm a director, play, playwright, director, and other other you know things that I've written on a business card from time to time. Uh, but uh, yeah, but right now I'm in Tampa, and that doesn't always happen. As a matter of fact, tomorrow morning, bright and early, I fly off to the Midwest. So uh, next week I'll be coming to you from a different place. Maybe who knows? I don't even know. I can never tell. Anyway, um, here at yep. Green Tank Theme Park in 30, we're going to dive right in. And uh, Philip, I'm going to let you talk about this because since it's happening in my backyard, it makes me really sad to talk about. So um, I'm going to let you dive in first and then I'll I'll rant later. How's that? Disney is in hot water again. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be reading some excerpts from uh, the article in the New York Times. But of course, this kind of was, I think, one of the news of the week things for everybody. So you could read the story in Blue Loop, you could read it in Trashes Magazine, you can read it all over, but I'll be reading this one. Uh, excerpts and by the way, this is here. not just for folks in the attractions industry, this is impacting everybody. It's been on major news. Mm-hmm. So guess what we're going to talk about, kids? Yes. Uh, Governor Rand DeSantis on Friday revoked Disney's special tax and self-governing privileges in Florida, culminating an extraordinary clash between one of the Republican Party's leading figures and a powerful company with deep historical ties to the state. The move, which reverses a 55-year-old arrangement, effectively allowing the company to self-govern its theme park complex, came after a weeks-long battle with Disney that became a symbol of the country's broader cultural fights over education, sexuality, and identity. And this is actually taken from a separate article, which I put in here. It's a nice little summary of what it means for the two different places. For Disney, it means that, of course, it's a loss of the special tax district and it could put a dent in the growth and it would allow, it would also restrict the company's ability to develop the land it owns and tap state resources to do it. And for Florida, the biggest issue is nearly 1 billion in tax free bonds that have been issued by Disney. Florida law states that if a special tax district is dissolved, the responsibility to pay those bonds reverts to local governments. (laughs) Democratic state lawmakers say that the interest on those bonds equates to an additional tax burden of $580 per person for the 1.7 million residents of neighboring Orange and Orsalina counties, which would also have to step in to provide many of the public services for which the area that currently funded by the company. Uh, Disney also employs about 80,000 people in Florida. So also just to clarify, because it, I think it was written in these articles like in, little in speak, but just to clarify. So basically Disney's like a country within a country in this area. Home rule. And Yes. So, but that also means that it has to do all of the things. So it provides all the services, it pays the taxes, it does all this nonsense. It, so it governs everything in there, but also pays for everything. And so that that is kind of what, what they mean here when they're saying that uh, not only would this debt then be transferred to the local uh, 
uh, taxpayers. But on top of that, they would suddenly have to come up with a plan and funding for running all of the emergency services and road work and all those things that, you know, the state and government usually do in other places. Disney just does on its own. And so people are going to have to figure out how to do all of that. And it's going to be potentially be a burden for the local taxpayers or potentially, I don't know. But anyway, that's where we are. I think it also, the other big thing they, they underline here, um, the, I think the bigger thing for Disney, what it means is a loss of control. That's not really stated in here because this is a mainstream article, so they probably don't understand. But we in the industry understand that that really means a loss of control. And the reason that's important is, of course, because when Disney is expanding or when it is filing for additional builds, which it will be for continually to build out that resort, control is an important thing that they need to maintain. So that's really, I think, the bigger piece of it. Um, I, I think Disney would much prefer to run its own everything obviously everyone would want to do that but yeah so anyway that's the preface of the situation uh scott what do you think oh lord um so i know i know okay. let's let's try to unravel this because everybody wants to as is so often true with so many news stories everybody wants to make them really simple it's this which has led to that unfortunately i think they've completely gotten it wrong because i don't think they're looking deep enough the first question you know phil's done a real really good idea a really good job of explaining what is going on but the question still remains why why is desantis doing this now mainstream media seems to want to say that it is desantis getting even for disney's policies um and and being to use a term that still just boggles my mind because it's it's so weird, but for, for being quote unquote woke, um, you know, that, that Disney's Disney's policies that really make them non-discriminatory in a bunch of different ways is what DeSantis is attacking. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case. Um, I don't think DeSantis, I, I, I think that I wouldn't put it past him, but he's not going to go through all of this trouble and raise all of this problem and elevate the, the tax burden on Floridians just for that. What you ha So you have to kind of dig a little deeper and you have to start thinking a little bit deeper. If for some reason they are able to eliminate home rule for Disney and, and just I just want to reinforce here what that means, what home rule means is Disney runs its own police department. It runs its own water, uh, or its own water facilities. It runs its own fire department. It runs its own road repair. It I mean, it is in a, a country within a country. The way Philip described it is the best possible way I can think of. The other thing that Disney has done is, despite all of its expansion, despite all of its growth, it is still surrounded by green space. It is still surrounded by a large tract of undeveloped land. When you start to think about that, that's where you start to ask the question, wait a minute, is he trying to get his hands on that so that it can be sold so that that can generate more tax dollars for the state? It comes down to money. It has to. DeSantis is not, uh, I don't agree with him politically. I will just put it that way. Um, but he's not stupid. So, and he is very financially driven. Um, he's driven by two things, power and finance. And uh, so I can't help but think that his thought is if they were be able, if they could be able to um, dissolve home rule, and then all of a sudden, Disney would have to put in permits, as Philip said, for every piece of expansion that they do, even on land that they own, which, by the way, is not owned by Disney, all by Disney itself. It's owned by a consortium, and everyone in the consortium has to agree before that land is sold. But if they could get that to go through, 
and get you know the whole Reedy Creek development thing. Um, if they could get that to go through and actually sell that land, then that, I think, is what DeSantis is trying to grab on behalf of the state. Not that the state would take over the land, but that they would start to generate tax revenue from that land. And so uh, I don't, to be honest, I, I think this is going to just be a very confusing cluster right now. Um, and I think both sides are looking at the fact that Walt Disney World Resort is, I mean, let's just put things into perspective, is roughly the size of Rhode Island inside of Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's huge. And I think Disney is saying we are too big. They're not going to be able to do that to us. And I think the state of Florida is saying they're too big. They can't move it. They don't have a choice. So I, I, I think this is just going to be a really big, pardon the expression, pissing battle for a while. And, but I don't think, I think we have to look deeper. I don't think we can look at the surface as to what the news media is telling us. I don't think it, it, it I, I think it's a great way to wave a flag against, you know, I don't know, wave a flag against people who aren't bigots. Uh, if that makes any sense at all. Um, but I don't think that's the real reason. I think DeSantis sees some opportunity for finance. And I think in order to get it to pitched, in order to get it pitched and through to the locals, it wouldn't surprise me if in the near future he doesn't come back and say, and if this land is broken up and if it is sold and if it is developed, then the finance that is going to be raised from that will more than pay for the deficit and the debt that will all of a sudden fall burden or fall to the burden of the state. Um, so it is not as cut and dried as everybody wants to think it is. It is, in my opinion, it is significantly less a battle over we support the rights of people who are in minorities or gay or whatever. Um, it is, there's, there's a financial, there's a financial reason behind it. I just think it's been hidden behind that. So that's my first thought. What's my second thought, and I think it's hysterical already, Texas has already invited Disney to come there. Mm-hmm. So we have we have one Republican state saying, we're going to make life difficult for you. And we have another Republican state saying, come, we'll embrace you. So what this is doing, it is actually pitting Republican against Republican, which I think is very interesting. Um, it is one of the first times that DeSantis has ever really gone after big business like Disney. Um, and I think it's also interesting that uh, Disney... You know, there's there's a, a meme that's been going around, certainly Florida, and I, it may be it may be worldwide, of uh, of Mickey whispering in DeSantis's ear, "I'll be here longer than you will." So we have to kind of take this all into perspective, and and recognize that it is not it is not as simple as the news media wants it to appear. That's that's what I want us all to recognize. So does that give us really any deeper insight? No, but all I'm saying is ask the questions, trace the money, um, figure out what the real reasoning is, and then recognize, could this really happen? Yeah. I don't know, Philip, you're at the other, you're in the other, you're in the other bastion of, uh, of Disney, Disney power. And I know they're not nearly as powerful in California as they are here in Florida, but um, what's, what's your take on this? How far off do you think I am? Um, I'm actually, I'm not sure. I, I agree with I'm the not overall, either. that's why I'm asking. Yeah. I, 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 I well, I agree with the overall, I think overall, uh, my opinion is also that this is going to be a slow moving 
thing that might end up being nothing and we need to just kind of wait. I do think though it, it does, again, like we talked about last episode, it's important for us all to be aware because what it is really is big trends. It's these big like tectonic trends that are moving. I do kind of agree. I, I'm not sure it really there's much impact on us. Like, you know, Disney operates in a bunch of other places where they don't have home rule just fine, right? And so clearly they can do it. And now, now you could say that if Disney had the same home rule here, then the whole Disney and forward thing would not be an issue. And all these, you know, hiccups that happen in California would not be an issue. So that's really what's at stake for them. But, you know, I, I'm not sure about the land thing, because really, I, I don't, I don't see, I'm, I'm not sure that Disney would agree to to do that because it's actually it's, it's really against their best interest. So I could see it working out in the reverse way where they Disney ends up making a lot more money by breaking up the land and then leaving the area. Like I could see that working and which would just further hurt Florida. But I don't know. Anyway, the other the, the main points I, I did want to put in here is I, I think <laughs> I, I do think this is also um, one just to clarify because it might have been unclear from Scott's thing, but but just for the, the factual thing, Disney is literally actually attacking, or sorry, DeSantis is actually attacking Disney directly. He's just, which was obvious, duh, but he has all these talking points that are saying that they bring all this ideology, blah, 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 whatever. But just to clarify, he has drawn that line directly uh, in his statements. Um, and he also is saying it will not impact their his, his constituents. I'm not sure what he means by his constituents, but I'm not sure whether that's false or whatever, but also... Well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not saying that he's not saying it's because of Disney's policies. What I'm saying is the news media is not making it clear enough. Correct, correct, correct. correct, There's a much, much more tangled web. That is, is, in my opinion, that is a big smokescreen to get, quote-unquote, his to follow it. I, I, I I just wanted to clarify that I'm like, he, I just wanted to make just for the listeners to make sure that that's clear that like he is drawing the line directly. But our point is that we don't think that's necessarily the bigger issue. But and, and, the I, news I media, want, and the news media that will dig into everything else is, is just going with that. They are just going with that. I do agree that that's a big problem that they're just going for it. I mean, the New York times had a whole separate article just about the, the things in that Disney does that are, uh, that, that they're attacking, which include like, having Ursula as a character on the, on the Little Mermaid ride, like things like that, um, which is ridiculous. That's a rabbit hole we don't need to go down. I also do believe that this is a little bit of a smokescreen for the redistricting map that was released in like the same breath. And it's mm-hmm. like, he was like, well, we've released the redistricting, but also what's really important is Disney. And I mean, I think that's really the, the bigger thing he's trying to put up a smokescreen. Um, I also think no matter what happens, this puts Disney in a tough spot. And the bigger takeaway for our listeners, I, I think is the bigger trend here that we've talked about previously, but it's really just that it's it's a cash 22 for attractions going forward with any of these political topics. It's a cash 22. Like there really was no, um, no eloquent way for Disney to eject itself from this situation because on the one hand, you have employees who are diverse and, and you want, you know, the employees were walking out. So you had to do something to stop the employees from walking out. But then that doing, but in doing that thing, it then brings political people to attack you. So I, I feel like that's the bigger trend here is just, again, going back to your, as we have said previously, go back to your leadership and really get ahead of these, like make a plan at your own attraction to be thinking about the battles that, that the, and the stances that you 
are going to need to take and how you're going to do that and what you stand for as a company. Because I do think that that's the bigger problem is you might be put into the situation. Just think about if think about if your attraction was in the situation Disney was in, what what would you do? How would you be able to handle it? Because to me, that's that's the bigger problem. Like the I kind of feel bad for Chapek in this case. I'm like, oh, there's really not a way to get out of this without getting heat from someone. Like you're you you don't want to upset your staff, but you also don't want to get drawn into a meaningless smoke screen set up by these people. You don't, I mean, there's all these, it's a, it's a minefield. And I think that's the bigger problem. It didn't used to be a minefield. Uh, yeah. I, I think the reason it's become a minefield is because people have found that they can, well, because of, of a very divisive culture that we have right now, um, people have found that if they can piss enough people off, they can change things that are completely unrelated. And I think that's exactly what this is. I think this is a situation where um, DeSantis is not going after home rule because uh, Disney embraces the LGBTQ plus community. That is that is like saying it's going to rain tomorrow because there are aardvarks in, in Afghanistan. I mean, th- none of it makes any sense. None of it is yeah. really connected. Um, so I, I, I agree with but, you. But, but I, would, I would push back in that that's not connected, but I would push back in that like for your employees – Clearly, it, it was, and that was the problem: is that the employees were upset because yeah, they were still trying to make a connection, connection. Philip. That's not connected. You're still trying to make a connection. Yes, you're right. The employees got pissed off. You had to change. They had to change their policy. They had to be more vocal about it. Agree with that 100. That has nothing to do with losing home rule. That has zero to do with home rule. What has happened is they've made that the reason that they're going after home rule, and that way they could they could make it sexy. They could make it political. So, you know, I agree with your point, and that is, as a company, decide what you stand for. As a company, decide what you stand for, and, and don't, be, don't be shy about it, be honest about it, and do what it, have a stance that is in your best interest. And if you're, if you're straightforward about that, then when these, uh, well, you don't think it's land grabbing, but these money grabbing sharks come after you and try to use that as a smoke tree, and you can say, this is, this is our policy. This has been our policy forever. So you're right. There was a little bit of a stumble there, but the reason, the only reason they're connected is because DeSantis and his team have chosen to add that on and make that the smoke screen. That's the smoke correct, screen as correct, well. Correct, correct, yes. So, yes. so I don't disagree that companies need to make a stand and that need to be, you know, you need to be good, good stewards, uh, not only financially, but also morally of your, yeah. of your employees and of your company, whatever that means to you so that you can find the right people to create the right culture in your environment. But I, 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 where I push back is you cannot make this connection. This connection is, is, is sketchy at best. And I may be wrong about, the, about the, the, the surrounding green space, but there's more to it than this. DeSantis is not going to do this kind of big, broad stroke, this big, sexy thing to, uh, just because he thinks that m- morally Disney is wrong. There's a financial reason. Well, sure. I, I guess I, I, I'm not sure. Sure. Fine. My point is you, you have to be ready for the smoke screen, regardless of, of whether or not it's connected or whatever. And I agree and, with you. But, and but I again, think that I in this case, I, Disney hasn't said anything. They haven't made any comments. And I think that's, I actually, in this case, I think that's fine. I think that, that like, well, because like they've you already said, made their comments, they've correct, already, correct. To your point, they've already made their comments. They changed their policy and became more, yes. um, more vocal about it. So they have nothing to say. They've already said it. Correct. And, but, but that's what I'm saying is I'm so, so what I'm saying here is I'm like, okay, they made their misstep in the beginning, corrected their misstep because their staff was upset. Okay. 
Then DeSantis attacked them. And DeSantis, like you said, he is making the line that makes no sense. And to, that is a smokescreen. And that, and we're all in agreement on that. Okay. And then Disney's response to that smokescreen is nothing because they have already made their answer to the previous thing. And they're not going to acknowledge the smokescreen at all. And I think that's a good move because I think to your point, if you acknowledge the smokescreen, you make it real and, you know, and you don't want to get into, you just want to like step outside the whole thing and be like, we continue to support our cast members and their diversity period. Well, and Disney's not making a, a public statement. To say Disney is doing nothing is is probably not 100% accurate. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're um, doing a bunch of stuff behind the scenes. They're, 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 they're a duck. They're really smooth on top, but they're paddling like crazy under the water. Uh, my guess is, is they're going to every member of Reedy Creek and yeah. reaff reaffirming, those, um, reaffirming those relationships. I know here in Florida, once DeSantis made his statements, once DeSantis tried to pull home rule... <laughs> the number of 50th anniversary uh, television commercials doubled, if not tripled. So they're trying to keep uh, a positive view in the public eye yeah. to say, look, you don't want this to go away from Florida. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're working like crazy, but they're doing it, in again, as we said, very smartly. And I don't always agree with everything Disney does, but I, in this particular case, I think they're handling the situation, uh, I think they're handling the situation well. And, yeah. and to Philip's point, you know, Make sure that you make sure that you have your moral stance and your 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 business community, um, your business culture. Make sure you have that worked out and and clear. Um, but at the same time, in this particular case, don't just trust the surface because that's not the real reason. Yeah. Okay. I'm agreeing with all that. So, <laughs> okay, we move on. Our next story uh, also comes from the New York Times. We don't want to spend too long on this one. This is more more a, a trend story, but. Um, uh, CNN Plus is no more. <laughs> uh, so there's a kind of a long story behind this as to the whole thing. You know, CNN Plus was set to launch um, and it launched kind of right after uh, the merger agreement and then it essentially was killed. But some of the, the reasons here are that they had fewer than 10,000 viewers were watching at any given time. And the near instant collapse of CNN Plus amounted to one of the most spectacular media failures in years. It's a $300 million acquisition or, or experiment that ended abruptly with layoffs in the offing and, and the offing of careers in disarray. So um, I, first of all, just, just the, the first little thing, I, I feel bad for everybody involved in this because that is really sad to have left a job somewhere else and move over to a new company. And then um, literally within like a, a week, two weeks of, of launching that new company, they, they get rid of it. So I do feel really bad for all those people. Um, but I think the larger trend here is something we have also talked about that is going to impact entertainment, which is why we're bringing it up here. And that is the consolidation. You know, Disney has said that Disney Plus is a huge piece of their puzzle and speaking directly to consumers. And of course, we have Netflix and all these people. But essentially what's happening, which we've talked about since we've been running the show, is that the consolidation, you know, there are too many services the, it's it's too much out there. And then also in order to compete, you need IPs. And the way to do that is to consolidate. And so what they are doing is Warner Brothers and HBO Match are merging together. And obviously they're going to put CNN Plus like into that. Like, I also think if you were kind of watching like your parent company um, be absorbed and they already have a streaming service and then you are also trying to run a I, I feel like it's, duh, like it should have been like a obvious moment. But of course, you know, all that aside, I do think this represents the importance of people 
trying to collect the IPs back together to rebundle them back together because life is a pendulum. And we did previously have big cable channels. There was a few networks and then everything got unbundled and then we had the internet and we had a bunch of stream services and now they're being rebundled back together to be able to compete against other players in the IP and digital space. Yep. <laughs> so, so here's... <laughs> here's the here's the thing. Here's Why the, thank you, Scott? You know, <laughs> I love I love your opinion. <laughs> it's it's real it's real simple, guys. It's what happens during a merger. You know, I agree with you 100%, Philip. Why didn't you see this coming? Um yeah. this is what happens in a merger. Anytime there's a merger and and like for example, if one uh if one large company takes over another slightly smaller company, if you work in in redundant departments like human resources or you work in redundant departments like IT, be prepared. There's going to be cuts because that's the efficiencies that they find when these things come together. So you're absolutely right. That's just what happens in mergers. As far as coming together with IPs, I think they're doing it because, um, yes, they need that control and control of, of content is apparently control of the world. I mm -hmm. also think, um, I also think that control of, uh, the names of content are uh, assets that you can use, you can use, you can uh, disassemble, and then you can sell off if you need to. Um, because I think that is something that is you're going to see. We're going to see that happen too. This is yeah. going back to your pendulum. This is the 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 great buy up. This is the great buy up, and um, we're going to see that go the other way because all of a sudden these behemoths are going to be too big to handle. So. Speaking of buy-up. <laughs> yeah, speaking of buy-up, uh, there's another uh, acquisition here that's closer into our little uh, world of themed entertainment. RWS Group has acquired TED, Europe's largest inter largest entertainment, audiovisual, fitness, and custom merchandise company. Um, and let's see, I'll read from the press release here. Um, this is, how, uh, of course, we already talked about this, but this announcement follows RDS's November 2021 acquisition of international attraction design firm JRA. And it expands its expertise to include 360-degree experience design, audiovisual solutions, fitness and well-being programs, <laughs> custom-made retail products, studio recording and visual media design. TED services will also expand to include new Halloween and seasonal holiday experiences complete with design, fabrication, and installation. Uh, there's a bunch of quotes in here that say um, nothing. Um, so basically the rest of the press release uh, says a lot of stuff that amount to nothing. Um, I'll be reaching out to the RD, RWS team to get uh, details, and we'll see if they answer me. They probably won't. But um, I, 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 have, I don't know, Scott. You actually have worked with all of these people, mm -hmm. including RWS and including the people that are quoted in this. And I do think it's it's very interesting that they say they they call out Halloween and seasonal holiday experiences, and then they just don't say anything else about anything meaningfully. I don't know. Ryan seems nice. So here here's the thing. I've known Ryan since I've known Ryan before he was the big shot that he is. And he is a big shot and he has worked very, very hard to, to get to that level. And I still, um, every time I'm at IAPA, Ryan and I chat and say, hello. Um, you know, I, I don't do a lot of work with RWS at the moment, but I have worked for RWS in the past. And, uh, as a co outside contractor, it is, it is a very smart company. It is a very aggressive company and always has been, um, Ryan started, Ryan started buying up uh, rights and IPs long before it became a trend. 
And what's interesting is he made a ton of money when he sold them when it did become a trend. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, I think that uh, acquiring Ted is... He, you know, what I, we were talking, I was talking about this with some other friends in the industry, other people who've worked with Ryan and, and that whole team before. And uh, they said, eventually it'll, we will just call our country the USARWS because uh, they just, they just keep buying. And it's now not just our country. Now it's the world. Um, mm. Ryan's a smart businessman. He's a very, very smart businessman. He's a strong creative and his team is very creative. Um, this is another growth step for him. And uh, we will see in time whether it was intended to to extend ultimate control or whether it is another asset that he feels he can either utilize for the time being or and sell off later. I don't yep. know. Yep. I, I, I just simply don't know. I do know that Ryan has uh, continued to, and RWS has continued to expand and grow in a very intelligent way and a very manageable way for many years. So yep. um, I, you can't, you can't question success, you know? Um, we'll see. Well, we will see. I just also want to put it all into context. Um, they said that uh, more than a dozen JRE design project will open in 2022. Altogether, all our DevOps companies will deliver nearly 500 live experiences and provide jobs for 6,500 performers, technicians, designers in 50 countries around the world. So that is a big number. Also, it's... Mm, insignificant in terms of the size of uh, the other companies we've been talking about. So just in terms of worlds within worlds, uh, again, just to remind everybody of this, of the scale of things, um, 6,500 versus, you know, uh, Disney World has 80,000 just in uh, Florida. But anyway, one last update here I want to get to before we run out of time. Um, an update on the Orlando Freefall ride. Uh, there is the first phase of the report was finished, and uh, it's not good news. Uh, the Commissioner Field uh, announced the report revealed manual adjustments had been made to the sensor for two of the ride's seats, specifically seats one and two, that allowed the harness restraint opening to be almost double the normal restraint opening range, presumably to accommodate riders who exceed the 250-pound manufacturer's weight guideline. These adjustments allowed the safety lights to illuminate, which improperly satisfied the ride's electronic safety mechanisms and allowed the ride to operate, even though the uh, the teen was not safely secured in his seat. Uh, the investigation, of course, is ongoing. There's still a few other phases, uh, but um, not uh, not. <laughs> this is not good. Just uh, that uh, an, just just for all of us, that an attraction uh, that that. The, the, or the report has come out that an attraction modified a ride to be able to accommodate um, things that were outside of the manufacturer's uh, purview. That is, that is not, uh, that's not good for all of us. It just, it just goes to show you, no matter how much our, our customers complain or get upset with us because we don't allow them to do something because of safety standards set forth by the manufacturer, um, that is something we need to deal with from, from a PR standpoint and not by sidestepping or finding ways around the manufacturer's recommendations. That's just a given. Um, safety has always been job one and always should be job one in absolutely everything we do. And it's not about finding ways to, to sidestep the safety protocol. Yeah. It is about finding ways to enforce the safety protocol and making sure our guests understand that the reason we're doing this is in their best interest. It's it's that simple. I wish everything were that simple. But I tell you what is simple. It's we are simply out of time, and that is uh, we have finished our 
We have finished our 30 minutes. That was the most awkward transition I think I've ever made. Um, we're simply out. We're simply out of time. So we're simply done. Uh, on behalf of Philip Hernandez with uh, Gantam Lighting and Control and myself, Scott Swenson, um, with Scott Swenson Creative Development, uh, this has been Green Tag Theme Park in 30. Hope you've enjoyed listening to Philip and I argue. And uh, come back next week. Who knows what we'll do? This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.